Happy Canada Day, Sheldon, and happy Canada Day to all of our listeners, whether they are Canadian, American, or otherwise. Yes, happy Canada Day. Hope everyone is doing okay. For those that don't know, July 1st is Canada Day. That's right. It's, we are recording this on July 2nd. But, you know, we can make a whole weekend of it. We will, if we're being honest with ourselves. Hold on. Uh, a lot of our audience is American, and July 4th weekend is a thing. So Yeah, but, like, we're not in America, so <laughs> we can stretch it out. to the, Everyone's up at the cottage this weekend. We just make it a thing, too. That's fine. Yeah, we could just say right. so. Anyway, happy Canada Day. I'm John Chidley Hill. And I am Sheldon Alexander. And this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge, getting down to it. We start off yeah. with our man Kyle talking about how he needs a red skull, which is no surprise, because there's only three people left in the house that need red skulls. Him, Bailey, and God help us, Josh. <laughs> Josh, I mean, continues to be one of the most annoying people to ever come across the challenge like he's just super annoying that's all i got like he's he's super annoying i don't know what else to really say about him other than actually i'll save that i'll save that i i that's have a it tease in my... kids that's a tease <laughs> i have it in my notes here josh is talking about how he's mentally drained waiting for a red skull and then my next note is He's sick and tired of hearing about final this, final that, which is funny because I'm sick and tired of hearing him talk about wanting a red skull. The the worst part about this, though, to me, is the fact that Josh had a chance. He had multiple chances to try to get his red skull, and he never took it. So to now be like, oh, I'm so tired, I'm so stressed, I'm so, like you did this to yourself. Yeah. And, I don't know. And it's so funny. You always say that, like, he wants to smoke. He doesn't want the smoke. Like, yeah. you can see he does not want in the smoke. Like, he does no. not want in a. He does not want to go into elimination. Like, that is abundantly clear. And it's like yeah. come to a point where he has no choice, pretty much, but to like put himself in. For sure. But it's so clear, like, the way he's speaking is, like, he's trying to psych himself up, and, and, like, he does not. Like, he just does not want to go in. Yeah, he doesn't want to go in at all. And it's, I mean, for obvious reasons, right? Like, I guess we can, we know why. We have a history now of seeing how well he does in eliminations. We have a history now of seeing him struggle so much. So it's kind of obvious as to why he wouldn't want to go in, right? So... When you, when you see it in that light, it kind of makes sense, no? Yeah, it, it totally makes sense. And Josh's greatest problem is that he gets flustered. Like, he does not do well under pressure. Not at all. And elimination competitions, they're just too much pressure for him. Like, that's mm -hmm. like it, it is his greatest weakness is, like, high-pressure situations. And he just can't, <laughs> he can't cope with them. Like, no. But hold on. What can he cope with? Like, seriously crying fair He's, he excels fair. at crying mm -hmm. uh he excels at wearing uh toques indoors yep that's his he, swag that's his style he likes uh big fur collars yeah, uh, he, yeah i will say this for josh he really pays attention to his skincare regime 
<laughs> that was pretty funny. I'll give you that. That was pretty funny when they did show that shot of him. That was pretty funny. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you and that. And good on him. Like, I'm not even saying this to chirp him. Like, hey, no. I respect people that take care of themselves. More power to you, Josh. More power to you. <laughs> um, so the other part of this conversation, though, is because there's a lot of discussion about Anissa. And, you know, the conversation evolves and it starts talking about the fact that obviously a girl that has a skull is going to have to go into the elimination. So when the names start getting thrown around, I'm going to say it was bananas is at the forefront of bringing up this narrative of do you want to run a final with Anissa? Mm -hmm. What did you think of this whole thing coming up and everyone just throwing her under the bus from the get-go they do not want to run a final with anisa what did you make of that i was a little surprised by it because like i guess they're assuming that the format of the mm -hmm. final is that yeah. people are going to be partnered with each other at some point yeah and that's a big assumption huge assumption the other thing is the only way that like anisa would actually be like a hindrance is in endurance because she's mm -hmm. pretty strong yeah she's very good at puzzles yep we haven't really seen her have to do anything about like um eating gross things like i don't know how she would do with that yeah but she's also a very good swimmer mm -hmm. so she's not actually the worst I mean, we'll get to it because I think she makes a lot of great points when she had her moment to defend herself. But just in terms of the overall strategy, like it being brought up in that way that they're just going to get rid of Anissa, it was super, it was just weird to me because she lasted this long. So why would you wait until now to do it type of thing, right? Like yeah. there's kind of... Like, I get it. It's a challenge. It's not about what's fair. It's not about what's being nice. It's not about whatever. But it's kind of like, if this was in your mind the entire time, why would you make her stay around for this long? Why wouldn't you keep throwing her in? The other side is, we only saw the guy's conversation on this, right? We didn't really see the women's conversation about this. And I've, I'm assuming it's because D was involved. <laughs> and again, we see nothing of D in this entire episode like it was till the it wasn't until the end of the episode that i was like oh yeah d like i wonder what role she would have played in all this i only saw two there was one moment where d was in a reacts shot and there mm -hmm. was a moment where anisa put a weight into d's barrel those were yeah. the only two references to dsi yeah i yeah, do yeah. i did want to talk about the women though because like you think that for all the women who do have red skulls it mm -hmm. would be in their best interest if anisa so shitty yeah and i don't think she is but like if the argument is anisa is so bad yeah wouldn't the argument from the women be like that's who i want to run a final against that's what i thought right like i would have assumed that the guys would want josh in and the women would want anisa in if that's the argument you're totally right if that's the argument that's what it would be so it's super weird but that's just a narrative and automatically i started feeling bad for anisa right like you know we get the story that um she's never made it to the final before but she's made it to the day before the final multiple mm -hmm. times and that's tough right yeah. like that's really really tough when you think of it in that sense right so to me that i felt really bad for like how could you not 
right? How could you not? And we've watched the challenge for a long time. And some people might be like, oh, well, do better. And I get it. And I understand it. But it just seemed, it was bad. I felt bad for her. I felt bad for her because her role on the show, and she noted this herself earlier this season, her role on the show has shifted mm-hmm. so that now she's sort of like the mother hen. Yeah. So, like, I think, and, like, everyone likes her. Like, she mm-hmm. is well-liked by all the other cast members. Yeah. So, I, like, it, it would be hard not to be, like, really hurt and offended by this. The other thing that I thought was interesting was that when they're when the guys are having this conversation, mm-hmm. Kyle is talking about bringing a terrible human being with him, and that, like, yeah. he would rather like as nice as anisa is he'd rather run with like a capable terrible human being who do you think he meant because like the snap assumption is d but like (laughs) i don't know but like i'm dead serious like yeah i don't don't know they don't like d at this point right i guess i i would assume so right but uh i don't know i really don't know i just think that he was just emphasizing the point that they feel like they're so close to a million dollars and they don't want to be in a situation where they think Anissa would hinder them, but they're thinking about this in the whole wrong way, which we'll get to later on. But mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if he was talking about someone specifically. And the thing with with D, it's so odd that we don't know and we're not gonna know the role that she would have played out in this, right? Because I feel like she would have been behind a lot of these things. Right, she would have been in the mix on a lot of these things, stri- trying to uh, put on some boss moves and replace Wes and all that. Right, so well, that and, part is kind of weird. And like, I assume that she and Rogan are still interacting a lot because we don't see a lot of Rogan. Yeah. Throughout this episode. Yeah, that's true. Not a so, lot of Rogan again. Yeah, you're right. So I got to assume that's because they're hanging out a lot, which is like. Hmm. I mean, I'm glad he, we don't have to see that. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm glad too. Like, don't get me wrong. Yeah. Neither of us are arguing for the like reinsertion of D into the show. It's just like <laughs> it is. I, we're just curious. Yeah. Because she's clearly she's a very outspoken person in this house. Yeah, yeah. And no, like, for sure. We know we're missing a big piece of the dynamic. Yeah. Um, another dynamic that we kind of like. Because my brain's working kind of a thousand miles a minute while I'm watching this, trying to figure out like how they edited, what they edited out, what they added, what they're trying to fill time with. This Fessy Corey conversation was super interesting to me because you could tell that they were just piecing together something to kind of fill or kind of like build on their relationship and the whole premise of it was like okay we're trying to show you how much these guys talk and give you a little more background into fessy um you know because i wanted to know more about fessy and Haley, but that's because i know them from big brother yeah right so i was kind of like okay dig a little more into that but they just touched on it and then moved on then they started talking about you know fessy uh, not making it to the NFL and the role that that played on him, but also like his mentality going forward. Then it talked about how important he wanted to, you know, how important it is for him to be successful as being Muslim and being Middle Eastern and what that means to him. And, you know, it, it was, it kind of like hit 
four different like huge points <laughs> yeah. in something so quick and it was just kind of like oh okay so they're beefing up this convo that's really just to show us that fessy and Corey are tight but this is your introduction to fessy still so what did you what did you like or what did you learn from fessy in this back and forth with Corey? i loved it because I really respect Fessy. Like, he seems like a straight-up guy. Mm-hmm. He's obviously, I think, the best of all the competitors physically. Like, he said it himself, and I think he's right. He's the fastest, and he's the strongest. Yeah. The fact that he was rated in the top 30 tight ends in the NFL draft, like, it mm-hmm. is actually surprising that he wasn't drafted yeah. or, like, signed as a free agent. Or, I think or, he got like, hurt. I think he walking. got hurt in college. Uh-oh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly from Big Brother, uh, he got hurt either like in his senior year or junior year or something. But, but there was an injury. But I was so like glad to learn about him. Like I wish we had learned like coming from my perspective of not having seen his season of Big Brother mm-hmm. and really not knowing anything about yeah. him beyond his name and that he's big and from Big Brother. Yeah. It was really interesting to get like that perspective. Like, and he has a really cool girlfriend. Her name's yeah. Haley. I might have mentioned that a, f- a few times. <laughs> Maybe once or twice. <laughs> but I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was glad to have this insight. And once again, like it shows how much Corey has matured. Okay. Like, this was okay. a really nice. I mean, they're very broy. Like, I wish mm-hmm. that each of them had like another two hundred words in their vo- vocabulary surrounding like emotions and feelings. Okay. Okay. Uh, but like, this was a really nice conversation between like two guys about their like fears, the con- concerns, mm-hmm. uh, their feelings towards family, their beliefs. Like, it was a, it was an interesting conversation, and the kind of background on Fessy, I would have loved to have had like episode two or three of this. Mm-hmm. season of the challenge so the the one thing that's pretty interesting and i want to get your opinion on this but i'm going to preface it by saying like i'm not saying this to be cynical i'm genuinely curious when fessy started talking about being muslim and being middle eastern talking about his his dad and as a kid he was being he was picked on because he was different and especially after 9 11 and he talked about like uh his dad him being made fun of the kids would make fun of him and his dad because his dad had a huge beard do you think that they added that stuff like do you think that was would have already been in or they added that stuff because of what's going on now with d and it's kind of just like uh you know hey we are we are about diversity here here is a story here's a nice story to go along and, I'm, and again i'm not saying this to be cynical or be like oh they just added this because i'm just saying i wonder if they did just add this i think i think it would have been on the cutting room floor if mm-hmm. he had still been in the episode because yeah. you gotta assume d and like rogan and that like yeah subplot would have yeah. accounted for 15 minutes at least. Yeah, yeah. And I can imagine the stuff about Fessy talking about his childhood. Yeah. And, like, uh, his uh, faith and, like, how he was essentially discriminated against. Mm-hmm. I think that would have, like, I think they would have cut this, they would have kept the stuff about his girlfriend and the NFL and the games, mm-hmm. like, the political side of the challenge. I think they would have kept that over his like muslim upbringing 
Yeah. And again, I say this not to be cynical, not to be negative. I'm saying it because I'm genuinely curious because I will say, too, like the end result is a good one. Right. Like, yeah. I'm glad we got to hear that stuff about yeah, yeah. Fessy. Like, I didn't know any of that stuff. Like, I knew he played football, but I didn't know the stuff about him as a kid growing up. Um, I also think it's very important when you have people in positions and they bring up the fact that it's important to them to put on for their minority group. I think that's a really um, admirable thing to do, right? Because you you have an understanding that it, it means a lot more to a certain segment of the population, right? Like to have some other kid or some other person watch and be like, oh, hey, maybe I can do this because Fessy did it. Like that stuff is important. And I think a lot of that gets missed. So yeah, no, end of the day great conversation i'm glad it was in there and if it took d fucking up for them to put a good story like that in cool then i'm in on that too yeah i also enjoyed it because i hadn't really considered that fessy would be muslim like it was it's obvious yeah, that he's I know middle eastern saying. no i know like what i saying. hadn't like really thought like oh i bet like this is the faith he was raised in you know what i mean yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, because they don't really speak about people's religious backgrounds there's sometimes like certainly sometimes. Anissa always wears the star of david mm -hmm. and like there's a few references here or there or, like yeah. you know, someone might like cross themselves or something like that yeah but not but like that upfront a conversation about religion on the show so i was glad and like for sure i could be wrong i like i i'm almost definitely wrong but as far as i know he's the first muslim person on the show i mean i have who's no to say, idea yeah but, like, I, he's the first one that's spoken about it i have no idea I, I my memory is 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 not good to begin with but yeah no i hear you i just thought it was a cool it's a good storyline not mad yeah. at that at all I was and anytime you get to know a little bit more about someone it, it's it's a good look on the show absolutely i was also thinking about like, there was previous seasons where when Leroy... Do you remember? It was... I don't think... We weren't recording this show yet. We weren't recording You Killed It yet. But do you remember uh, Battle of the Exes when Leroy and Naya were teamed up? Okay. And they were talking about how they were the last two black people on the show. Mm -hmm. And they won, like, the daily. And, like, so they got to pick who got... Like, one of... They got to pick who would go in, but they also got, like, a special meal, and they were given fried chicken. Oh, yeah. No, I remember and, that. And, yeah, like, yeah. Leroy had comments about it. Yeah. But, like, around that time in the challenge history, they would speak about how there was, like, basically everyone on the show was white, except mm -hmm. for, like, Leroy and, like, someone else, and they never made it to the final. Yeah, yeah. This season, that's not the case. Like, this yeah. is a very diverse Yeah, cast. no, for sure. <laughs> like... Yeah. by a wide margin and like and uh, even you know that's one of the blessings too i will say of opening it up to the uk and all that because you know even if you are gonna if we're being serious just having people from different backgrounds that you yeah. know uh, a white person from england a white person from the u.s like that's still opening it up and that is a form of diversity right so yeah it is it's a form right yeah. obviously not the forum that you know gets all the headlines or that um you know is at the forefront of the conversation but it is a diverse crowd in a lot of different ways and you're right mm -hmm. when you look at Corey, fessy nelson anisa bailey like that's a pretty long run that's even, a really good run 
I mean, we're beefing with her reasonably, but like D's Asian. Like, yeah, there's no for sure. And there's people from three continents, three mm-hmm. countries. Like, it's yeah, it's a diverse, yeah. it's a diverse group. It's nice to see. Yeah, no, for sure, totally. So, uh, what did you did, think of the one a.m. wake up call? I loved it. I like keeping them on their toes. I found it interesting just what everyone was doing. So, like Bailey seemed like she was having a snack. Yeah. Rogan was on the treadmill. Kyle was fast asleep, <laughs> yeah. right? And like the the alarm goes off, and you can see people are are all confused and they don't know what's going on. But I, I like it, as you said, keeps everyone on their toes. But also just think of it in terms of what the actual challenge was, right? Because you have all these people now. You're kind of groggy. You're kind of out of it, and you're playing in this challenge where it's in the dark. And I mean, I guess we, I'll explain what it is. Running out of time, right? So basically, uh, they're playing as individuals. They had to run back heavy, these like crazy heavy bricks or boulders, uh, cinder blocks, let's say. Some of them were cinder blocks. Some of them were just rocks. Yeah. And <laughs> you had to bring them back and put them into your opponent's uh, oil drum. and Or as TJ said, your enemy's oil drum. So you had a certain amount of time. TJ was going to ring the bell. Then he had five minutes to get back to your drum and then it turned into a competition of who could lift the drum the longest and double elimination one guy one girl and last person last woman and last male standing they would be the first two members of the tribunal uh what did you think of this challenge i loved it i liked the uh visual of like the uh, their breath clouding mm-hmm. in the air because it was so cold and they were so hot from the exertion. Yeah, I liked the strategy behind it because mm-hmm. like there's no when you when you have to do such a visual representation of who your enemy is or who you want to struggle. Mm-hmm. A great visual. There's a lot of strategy involved, not just in terms of like who you're picking on, but who you're like how you're going to time things out. We saw a couple people get burned, yeah, uh, not making it back in time for the second phase. What did you think of it? I liked it. I thought it was a cool challenge. And, and again, right, just adding the extra layer of you woke them up in the middle of the night to do it. But uh, the fact that you're right, you could see their breath, but also the fact that it was so dark because they had the, what are those called? The headlamps. Helm, headlamps, yes. You had those on as well, which kind of gave it a, a completely different look and let you know like how dark it was. But it also made me wonder how far the run was, like the distance in between the two spots. Because at the very end, and of course it's edited, right? But when TJ tells you that you have five minutes to get back, how can you not get back in five minutes? Do you know what I mean? Like, is it that far of a trek that you couldn't run back? Like, I get that you're tired, but do you know what I mean? Like, it just didn't make sense to me that someone wouldn't make it back in the five minutes. Like, did they not hear the whistle? Did they not hear the five-minute warning? I agree with you. Like, I, I was surprised that so many people did not make it back in time. Yeah. Yeah. Because, to your point, I, I, we don't know what the distance was. Mm-hmm. I would guess it was a, a mile, maybe. Yeah, I don't, no idea. Maybe five hundred meters to like, if it's yeah. shorter, I don't know, to confuse different measuring systems. Yeah. But like, you by that point, like they've been at it, I'd assume for like half an hour, an hour. You would know 
whether or not you can make it back or not. Like you would yeah. have a sense mm-hmm. and you'd want to like err on the side of caution. Although I think some of them, like Kyle didn't make it back and Kyle's a fast runner. Mm-hmm. I think Kyle knew that there was no way he was going to be able to lift up his barrel. That was just like, that's fair. That's fair. So like, so in that case, like, you know that you're not going to be able to like, not only lift up your barrel, but like, keep up with like a fessy or a cory so it's yeah. in your best interest to bring a weight and like try to get it in one of the try guys. to get yeah try to get one more weight into someone else's barrel no they totally totally makes sense uh what did you think of the strategy because there was fessy nelson josh and Corey. all decided that they were going to fill up kyle's barrel as you as you mentioned um there's that strategy and the other things that were kind of weird was Casey and Bailey. Like, I still don't... We didn't see much of that in this episode. No. But there was still Casey throwing shots at Bailey, but we didn't really see it going the other way. No. Right? Like, Casey was like, oh, you know... I, I just didn't get Casey still going at Bailey. Like, what did Bailey do to you? Nothing, really, aside from, like, say, hey, you hurt my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> Which she's entitled to do. For sure. I also thought it was funny that clearly when you subtract Nani from the equation, mm-hmm. Casey and Bailey were a lot more cool. Like there was still like some hurt feelings, but you get yeah. Nani out of there and like things aren't so bad suddenly between Bailey and Casey. Yeah, it was a different vibe. It was a different vibe for sure. Um, so as you mentioned, right, uh, who was out? Kyle didn't make it. Anissa didn't make it. And Nelson didn't make it. All eliminated, as we mentioned, right? And then in the second part, where everyone has to lift up uh, their barrel, Rogan was gone pretty quickly. D in, like, the millisecond of video time that she got. Um, she was gone pretty quick. Then Casey and Bananas all done. Bailey was done. Josh, here's the big part. Josh cuts a deal with Fessy and Corey so that they would put him in the tribunal. Whichever one of them wins, they agree that they're going to put Josh into the tribunal. So then Josh drops in. He drops his barrel. Then immediately after that happens, Corey and Fessy make a deal with each other so that Corey would drop, and Fessy says that he will put Corey in the tribunal, which obviously doesn't make sense, right? Because there's going to be one male winner, one female winner, leaving only one spot. And Fessy just, in theory, promised that spot to two different people. What did you make of the deal making going on? Because I got, I got some thoughts here. I got some thoughts. I didn't understand the importance of it. Okay. Like, I understand it from Josh's perspective, because mm-hmm. like being on the tribunal guarantees that you have to go in. But the, the other thing is... You, like, I guess it's also a slam dunk that Kyle was going to go in. Right? Yeah, because, like, yeah, yeah. He's going to get the house vote. He's going to get the house vote. So the only way for Josh to get in, for sure, is if he's on the tribunal. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, like, I mean, let's, let's look at it another way. No one else, no, no other men want to go into elimination except for Kyle and Josh. No one's going to step up and volunteer. Exactly. No. Unless someone has a like egregious meltdown. 
they might get voted in. Yeah, unless there's some crazy backdoor plan to try to eliminate bananas or someone. I don't know. But it would take something drastic. It would take something super drastic. So, like, I didn't quite understand all the maneuvering, and I certainly didn't understand, and maybe I was missing something, why Corey was so invested in making the tribunal. Like, I didn't understand why he was so worked up about it. So there's a couple things. One, I think Josh makes it a big deal just because Josh makes everything a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I think off the, I think what Fessy and Corey were saying was more off the cuff. Like Josh, you have nothing to worry about. Whichever of us go in, we're gonna put you into. They kept saying the three, and yeah. I think in Fessy and Corey's mind, they were saying we're gonna put you into like the nominations. Yes. So like no matter what. We're going to put you in. You have nothing to worry about. Josh took it as, no, he's going to be in the tribunal, which to your further to your point, it all doesn't matter because it's all the same, right? Yeah. There's no competition for it. From Corey's angle, what I think Corey was on was at one point, remember Corey says in the episode, uh, he wanted, I think he was going to say the fifth time being in the tribunal. Like, yeah. I think that was where he was coming from like he wanted somewhere at the end of the season to be like hey i won the most challenges this season right and like that kind of boosts his resume and obviously let's be serious you want to be on the show going forward more and more and more how do you boost your profile by being in the being a part of the tribunal right having the extra camera time even if you're not plotting and scheming, you still get the camera time of making all the decisions. So I think that's what it was about from Corey's side. And, you know, I, I guess it makes sense. I think they built it up a little more just for the cameras, like him and Fessy. Like, I think there was like, what, three scenes of them essentially saying the exact same thing to each other? Yeah, and... And that's point. beefed up, right? That's a lack of D content. That's a lack of whatever. I think they beefed that up. I think they beefed it up too. And also, one or two of them, I wondered if it was like the same thing from a different angle. Okay. They're up on that uh, platform. Mm-hmm. And Josh kept saying, like repeating himself, which is believable because Josh is a broken record. Yeah. <laughs> But like yeah. I felt like we saw him saying the same thing, but twice, mm-hmm. but oh, just from different I angles. I see what you're saying. Just to yeah. beef it up and to like I was talking home about how upset he was. I was talking about more like in the app episode, like when they're back at the house, even. Oh yeah, Corey yeah. being upset about it. I think they added a couple more of those, and then yeah. at the end, there's one where they're like laughing about it, right? When Corey says to Fessy, "Hey, look at the camera." And tell the camera that you're sorry or whatever, that I would have won. That's a part that I'm saying where I think, you know, they clearly were playing up Corey being upset about it. Yeah. But I think he was really mad at Jenny. Yeah. Right? Because I think, I think Jenny, so Jenny and Fessy win, right? Jenny wins easily. Fessy wins. They have the conversation. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. They have a conversation about who doesn't want to go, who should they add to the tribunal? And Jenny wants to put someone in who doesn't have a skull, meaning Josh or Kyle, right? And Fessy wants to put Corey in, obviously, but he says it's because they both owe Corey a favor. And Fessy is a man of his word. That's one thing I'll give Fessy. 
Fessy is a man of his word. He's always going to try to do right by whoever he's loyal. Whatever side he's on, he's on that side firmly, right? So he feels like they both owe Corey a favor, which they do. And this is a pretty easy favor, right? Jenny, though, disagrees, and she picks Josh. What did you think of Jenny's decision here and Jenny's role in this whole thing? I understand Corey's point that she owed him one. Mm-hmm. But again, it was not life or death for Corey. Yeah. So, like, I can understand from Jenny's perspective, who wasn't, like, right, like, privy to those conversations with, mm-hmm. like, the deals. Like, she was obviously on the platform, but yeah. she was also holding up her own weight. Like, from her perspective, when, in her mind, when she owes Corey something, mm-hmm. this isn't what you would think as the, like, I'm saving Corey. Because she's not saving Corey, because he's not mm-hmm. in danger. Fair. And there and there was like a logic to what she was saying where she was like let's put one of the people in who doesn't have a red skull so they have the opportunity to get their red skull like i understood yeah. where jenny was coming from and like i understand she definitely does owe cory like cory has had her back twice yeah but i can see from her perspective where where her belief would be like i'm not doing cory a favor right it's like that episode yeah. of seinfeld where uh he owes that guy a meal and mm-hmm. then the guy gets a bowl of soup and later argues that's not a meal. Yeah. 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 You know what yeah. I mean? Like it's no, totally, it's... totally. I think, you know what my thing is here? I think if you're Jenny, you kind of miss an opportunity to just like end that whole narrative end that whole dialogue of Corey saying that you owe him something, mm-hmm. right? Like that would have just been such an easy, because what do you care? Like, it really has no bearing on you. But if Fessy was like, no, this is a really big deal to me. But she felt, because it's not even like she was saying, hey, I want to make sure it's Kyle or Josh. Like, it's not like she picked one, like, you know, it was Melissa riding for Kyle. and be like, no, we have to make sure it's Kyle. So we're picking Kyle to guarantee that he goes in. It wasn't even that. She just like, I would rather give it to someone who doesn't have a skull. Right? I just found that kind of weird. And if that's the case, why wasn't Bailey in the conversation? Yeah. And that's that's an interesting point. Because, like, Bailey would have been the one, I think, more in danger of not getting her red skull. Yeah. If people would have strategized it. I think towards the end, if there were stronger alliances, you could have seen some real cutthroat-type votes. I think it was set up for cutthroat kind of votes and like pitting two people with red skulls against each other and yeah. not putting in someone who does not have a red skull. Like, I mean, yeah. Wes threatened that to Josh, right? Where mm-hmm. Wes was like, I'm going to go to great lengths to make sure you never get a red skull. <laughs> right? But I also think that given the personalities in the house and the way the alliances were structured and sort of like the social dynamics, no one wants to go in if they have a red skull at this point. Like, there's For no sure. one. And, like, the only person... I was honestly surprised. Well, there's there's nothing to gain. Yeah. I was honestly surprised, though, that people didn't try to maneuver D into going in. Since they've already tried to get rid of her once. Yeah. Like, why and, not again rather than Melissa and Anissa? Yeah. A- again, right? I-, I wonder how much that came up in conversation. Because... It's weird. I don't even remember seeing D 
in the nomination ceremony, like when the votes were going down. No, I don't even she remember seeing her. They skipped her. Both I, this week and last week, they skipped her voting. Yeah. Where they just like they showed someone voting and being like, now it's two to nothing. Or and like this week, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Kyle and Bailey were both unanimous. We can just say that. Yeah, off yeah, 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 yeah. So like yeah. you don't have to show D voting because her vote is irrelevant, right? For, mm-hmm. I mean, for all we know, she voted against Bailey. <laughs> like, yeah, who knows, right? No, you're totally right, though. You're totally but, right. Like it's she's irrelevant, both on the show and in real life. Yeah, so you're right. The nomination ceremony for once was very straightforward. Uh, you get Kyle, who's finally happy he's going in. Same thing with Bailey, um, and even. Again, another Casey shot. Like, Casey couldn't just say, like, my vote's for, okay, I vote for Bailey. Like, she had to add in, I know we haven't been seeing eye to eye lately. Like, there's no need for all that. Right? Not needed. I wonder. vote for her. I wonder, given what we're seeing from Casey and Fessy, who are probably the quietest people on the show in the early stages of the season, I wonder... If a producer or Johnny Bananas is like, hey, can you, like, put a little mustard on it? Like, can you, Just like, do something? Say something? Can you, you step don't talk? it up? And I'm not saying, like, can you step it up with, like, the drama with Bailey. I mean, just, like, can you not give, like, one-word answers to things? Like, can you, like, <laughs> yeah. give a little opinion? Can you, like, give us a little spice? No, totally, totally, totally. Um, no, I, that would totally make sense. Uh, the next thing, though, right, um, was what? Mel and Fessy talking about Anissa again. But I think it's the, you know, nice thing to say about Nelson is I think it was good for him to go to Anissa and let her know what was going on. Right? Because yeah. I think that was a good move by Nelson. This he just is... told her straight up and he he was he didn't beat around the bush. He's just like, listen, this is what's going on. A lot of people are talking about how they don't want to run a final with you. And I think, you know, Anissa's mindset of not wanting to be blindsided is a simple and easy request, but not a request that was going to be granted. So no. that's where I really think what Nelson did was a good move. This is where we say something nice about Nelson. This was, I mean, he wasn't, he did not have a bad episode in any stretch, but he really did her a solid. Like he mm-hmm. caught her. I mean, we spoke last week about sort of the timing of bad news and like when to speak to people. This yeah. was obviously the ideal time, right? It wasn't first thing in the morning. They were one on one. No they one else also, was around. Yeah, they were it like they were in their bunks, like they share mm-hmm. a room. Mm-hmm. So it was like a natural point where like and like not confrontational, right? Because he's sitting on her bunk, she's sitting on, he's sitting on his, she's sitting on hers. Excuse me. Yeah, and. Yeah, he really did her a solid. Like, and he's not in a position to do anything about it. Yeah. And even in fairness to him, when they were having that conversation earlier, like all the guys, Nelson only praised Anissa. Like, at no point did Nelson say, mm-hmm. no, nah, like, I don't want, like, he didn't speak ill of her at all. So he's even being, like, consistent. Like, he's not being two faced at all. No, I agree. I agree. So, I, fi- I find it weird. The thing I do find strange about this whole Anissa angle, right, is when you think normally about how the challenge works when it gets to the final, normally aren't people talking about who you want to run the final against? 
Yeah, that's what I found so strange. And like you weren't hearing that that dialogue really. It was all about who do you want to run it with, and I found that super weird and it makes me wonder like was there something else that we don't know about just people not being cool with anisa right like people not liking anisa like i don't know i found that strange everyone seems to like anisa but is it because johnny bananas started it and then everyone else just was kind of like oh yeah that's a really good point johnny like maybe we don't want to run the finals with anisa because if you think about it right has nelson been in a final before Mm, so what no. i'm saying like so think nelson nelson Corey, fessy josh kyle um and then you look at the girls melissa bailey casey none of these people have run a final so if bananas just says hey you're gonna be partnered with someone in the final and do you want to be partnered with uh anisa are you gonna do you know what i mean like you're just gonna take that as gospel because you've never run a final Hopefully you've watched enough of the challenge to kind of break it down. But at this point, your head's all twisted and turned that you don't even know up from down. So if Banana says, throws this narrative out there, that's just the narrative that you end up spinning with. But we've watched the challenge for how many years? And we know it's normally, no, 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 we want to bring Josh along. I mean, even Wes said it earlier on this season, right? Because I know I can beat you in the final. So it was just a weird narrative to have this, you know, anti-Anisa thing, which makes me think there's got to be some other thing going on on the other side of the house with the women and not liking Anisa for whatever reason. Something involving D and we're missing a storyline. It's got to be, no? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because Ashley Mitchell, Smashley herself. Okay. Who is not on this season, but she... Suggested okay. a theory on Twitter. Ashley wasn't on this season? I don't even remember. It's such a blur. There's so much going on the past how many months. Sorry, oh, she, No, you know what? She was, because she spat on Bear. But she was... <laughs> yes. Good call. Good call. She, she was on this she season. She tweeted yeah, yeah. about it. She okay. said, Johnny made that decision. Not the tribunal. I said what I said. Mm-hmm. And she goes on to say... Okay, what I meant was Johnny manipulates people so well they think it's going to better their game. Anyone remember Kara and Marie choosing mm-hmm. to go against Shane and Nelson? Yeah. That was because Johnny convinced them. That's ah. what happened all season to these people. And that's why he's the GOAT, the greatest of all time. And then she says, I know production does not cheat or help or reveal secrets. Some seasons, you just get lucky with the cast, the energy, and the games. Hmm. Okay. Okay. I just think, yeah, Johnny's the one that set that narrative, and no one's going to counter him. No one's going to counter him and be like, oh, we're going to be partnered, except Anissa, who's like, wait, what are you talking about? (laughs) Right? Because really, we can skip through, like, nothing really happened in the... Like, we know the nomination ceremonies. After that, the picks were... Uh, they picked Rogan and Nelson just to make jokes. Yeah. And then for the girls, they picked Anissa and Melissa. And Josh says Anissa proved that she was she was a weak player. And I was like, wait a second, what did Josh prove? Like, yeah. did Josh prove that he was a strong player? Did I miss that part? I, at no point has Josh been good at anything. He's not even <laughs> good at being tall. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It made no sense. But that's that's what my guy's here saying. 
but uh, after the jokes, we get to the real conversation, right? Because Fessy starts off and he says to Melissa, you know what? I'm going to be honest. I'm cool with Anissa. And Melissa says, and shouts to Melissa on this, she just simply says, quote, cool doesn't win you a million dollars. She's right. Which, okay, bars. Fact. Straight facts. You also know, going back to what I was just saying, Bananas clearly giving you the playbook, right? Yeah. This is the playbook you got to go with. You might be partnered up with Anissa, which who even knows that? As Anissa states when she comes in, because, John, she was on a different vibe when she came in, right? Yep. Anissa comes in and she's saying, you know, how do you know who you're going to be partnered with? Like, you don't even know if you're going to be partnered with anybody. This has been an, uh, an individual season. So why would you assume that obviously in the in the final, it's all of a sudden going to turn into partners? You don't know that. Plus, and this I think was the biggest point. If you're only going to be partnered with someone for a section of the final, you don't know what section that's going to be. It could be for a puzzle. Yeah. It could be for Which, a swim. It could be I for would, math. I, I would want to be partnered with Anissa for all of those. I would also, like, Anissa is just easier to work with. Mm -hmm. Like, she is a nice, reasonable person, good at communicating, mm -hmm. would be steadying. I think she's trustworthy. Yeah. Like, and a if big... there's any element of, like, fucking your partner over, I don't think she would. Yeah. Also, too, I was going to say, um, there's a lot of people who their greatest strength at times is staying in your lane, knowing yeah. what your strengths and weaknesses are. And I think Anissa is good at that as well, right? So if it was a puzzle and she like, oh, don't worry, I got this, cool. But if it's something that she didn't really know what to do, she's going to you know, figure out a way to get that done as well, but not be difficult to deal with. She's also right that if it really is in sections and she's such a liability, and I don't think Anissa really is a liability, mm -hmm. then she's going to be as much an anchor for anyone. Exactly. You know what? I, like you play exactly. team sports. Like I don't know if you, when you were playing either baseball or football. Certainly, I had this playing lacrosse or soccer. Sometimes people will be like, "Oh my God, it's so hot out!" And like the answer is always, "It's hot for the other team." Yeah. Right, like if Anissa is so bad, and I truly don't think she is, well, then mm. she's bad for everyone, <laughs> right? And it's also just like, you know, the same narrative that, you know, you could be partnered with Anissa. Like, think of all the things that would have to play out to actually screw you in the final. You would, first off, you would have to find out that you're partnered. Yeah. So then you would have to then be partnered with Anissa, right? Which the flip side of that could be that she could be partnered with someone else, which is a benefit to your game, <laughs> right? But then on top of that, the same way that you're worried about Anissa being bad at endurance, what if you're partnered with Kyle? And it's like a math or a puzzle yeah. part of the challenge. You, you're screwed then too, right? And it's the exact same as being screwed. I think Anissa mentioned it. That 30-minute max on the puzzle in the final is a big deal and that swings a lot of finals and yeah. she's totally right so i just didn't really i didn't understand it i didn't get it but i'll, I, I'll make my my like main anisa point at the very end but the other th well i have a point the other thing is that we've seen people that look like beasts going into a final completely shit the bed for like, sure anisa said that too yeah 
like Zach uh, when he was like sobbing and crying and like couldn't catch his breath with Laurel, with, right? With Laurel, like mm-hmm. on paper, Zach and Laurel should dummy literally everyone that's ever been on the show. Yep, for sure doesn't happen. It's true. We, in the first season of Rivals, when Kenny and Wes were partnered. Kenny literally carried Wes, one of the all-time best competitors, up the side of a mountain. Yeah. Like, carried him fire... Like... Yeah. You don't... You can't just bank. Like, like I'd say Fessy and Jenny are probably the favorites to win at this point. Neither of them are good at puzzles. Like True. Neither of them are good at puzzles. And also, it's a different kind of endurance... There's the mental final. endurance too, which exactly. I think I think Anissa it's more mental. Spades. It's more mental, right? Because I always think of the first season of War of the Worlds. Yeah. I always think of Georgia, right? Because Georgia, we know her, right? Like she's scrappy, she's not really gonna give up, and she wasn't gonna give up. It's just her body collapsed. Like her mind, her mental toughness was still there, trying to tell her body to continue to keep going. But physically, her body just gave out. So it's a different level of conditioning, right? That you don't even know what you're capable of until you're in it. But again, everyone's worried about being partnered with Anissa. I'd be worried about being partnered with Josh in anything. But hey, that's just me. I mean, speaking of mental toughness, like he can't even get through a tribunal where three of the four people are like happy and know that they're not getting sent in (laughs) for sure so let me ask you this then let me ask you this what would the decision be that you would have made because so do we want to say what the votes were yeah we could say what the votes were okay so fessy votes for mel yeah jenny votes for anisa and jenny says uh her and mel came in together which i didn't know that was true but also leading me to there's a whole other side of this that we're missing, right? Yeah. Because I, I agree just, with you. Like it's just a weird statement. I don't even know if I've seen Jenny and Melissa talk that much this also, entire season. Like, does she just mean that they both flew out of Gatwick together? Like, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> like did they split an Uber to Heathrow? Yeah. Like, I, I don't, don't know. know. Like, what? Because they were not. What? What show is Melissa even from originally? She's not George. I don't Shore. Even, I don't even remember. To be honest, I don't remember. But, like, Jenny was is from some, like, bizarre show, and she's the only person that's come from it. Like, it was some weird workout show. Okay. So, like, I don't know what she means that we came in this... Like, they made their debut together? My dude, you, you know better... I don't know what she meant. But also, too, sorry, to going back to last week, someone messaged us. Because clearly, I don't know what Jenny's ever saying. <laughs> Did you see right. that? Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yes, I do. So, who was it that messaged us? I guess I should look it up and find it. But last week, one of the... I don't think it was my line of the episode, or maybe it was. But Jenny was talking. And, oh, they were trying to discuss who was going to be in charge. And Rogan was in charge. And so, Jenny... I thought Jenny said... Too many cocks ruin the broth. Yeah. That's what I thought she said. And when I brought it up on the on the pod, I assume that's what you also thought that's what she said because you didn't counter. No. 
But then we got a message, and I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling. Uh, we got a message from... Why am I? Why do I have so many things in my mentions? I'm not even tweeting. The challenge. That's how lit this season of the challenge is. Oh right? yeah, we got. Well, we're gonna have to talk about some of these tweets because there's one thread that I'm saving for the very end of this podcast. So Sarah wrote in, and Sarah said, "OMG, Shell Alexander, it's too many cooks spoil the broth," and just a laughing, crying emoji, like too many cooks in the kitchen. You know that accent really got you. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> in in fairness. I did not catch that. In fairness to you, Sheldon, too many cocks in a broth would also spoil it. Right? <laughs> so So like it still works. <laughs> correct. Yes, you are you are correct. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about before that. Oh, Jenny. Why Jenny, Jenny picked Melissa? That's what it was. Yeah. Why yeah. did Jenny pick Melissa? Um and then it comes down to Josh. And before we say this, I'm going to I'm just going to before we we get to Josh's pick. I'm going to say what I would do in this situation, okay? What my decision would have come down to is just who I have a better relationship with. Because at the end of the day, they both have red skulls, right? And yep. you know, you don't know what the final's going to be. So no. pretending like you know what the final is going to be and at this point, you're Josh, you're not even in the final yet, which is another important part. So I just would have based it on what's the relationship that I have with these two people and whoever I have the better relationship with, I'm putting the other person in. That would have been my choice. Do you want to say what your choice is or do you want me to just start crushing Josh? Uh, I think you should start crushing Josh because I mean... I I'll say I'll say what I would have done. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have even put in, and I wouldn't have even nominated Melissa and Anissa. I would have D would have been one of my nominees, <laughs> like okay. straight. And like maybe I'm biased by like all the controversy after production wrapped. That's fair. Me, they'd already put her in once. Like she's already been pissed off. Yeah. She, yeah. I think Melissa and Anissa are much more pleasant people in general than d yeah like she's the one i'd want to i'd want to like put on the hot seat yeah and also something that never came up that i found so weird we never saw them consult bailey and ask bailey who she wanted true also true. That's a very good point. I thought you were going to say something else, but that is a very good point. Because I agree with that. That's I typically think there's... what they do. Like, typically you say, like, hey, who do you want? Like, if, if but, you're cool with someone, you say, hey, who do you want to go against? Who do you but like this is what I'm with? saying. But this is what I'm saying. I don't think they are cool with Bailey. And no, so even if it would have went the other way and it would have been super catty, like, oh, who doesn't she want to go against? That's who we're going to throw in. Right, so I don't, I don't know, because the other part is too. Her and Anissa are friends in the house, right? Like yeah. they're cool with each other, so you could see that narrative where the girls are like, "Okay, well, let's get those two out because those two are the only two in their alliance." Let's say, mm-hmm. right? So I could see that being the reason. But back to Josh, okay? Because Josh is the deciding vote, and let's be real. 
How long ago was it that Melissa was literally standing on a table screaming at Josh, saying that he has no backbone, he's such a loser, he's all—he's always crying, he's whining all the time. She just like ripped him to shreds. How long ago was that? That wasn't that long ago. That she blatantly cussed him off twice because the first time when, when they threw D in and Josh lied to her, and then the next time when Josh didn't vote for Kyle. That was two times that Melissa snapped on Josh and screamed at him in his face. If that's me, just out of the sheer level of disrespect. Yeah. I'm sending her in. But to that point, how is Jenny not nominating D, who had been gunning for her and who she'd sworn that she was going to get rid of? Like, I don't. Yeah, there's too much that we don't know. I feel like there's a whole storyline that we do not know because there's no again d is such such a shit disturber there's no way that all of this has been going on with bailey and casey and she's been quiet there's no way that this anisa and melissa getting put in together and she's been quiet there's no way that d was i bet you there's a whole other subplot that we're just missing that yeah. we don't know about because it doesn't make sense but even removing all of that I need someone to explain to me why Josh is now doing Melissa a favor. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't it understand. Because all it does is prove her point. She just said you flip-flop, you don't you just make deals with everybody. Like she just called him out and all he did now by not throwing her in is prove the point. He does just flip-flop. Yeah, he does. I mean Josh is the worst. Let's talk <laughs> about the competition, the purgatory, the elimination. Okay. Knots of War, which was Mm -hmm. a fun twist on their typical, like, you have to drag a giant rope behind you and tie a bunch of ropes. We've all seen it. We know this time is with, like, shitty Eastern European cars. Yep. I don't know as much about Eastern European cars as I do Soviet tanks. So let's just (laughs) assume that they were Yugos, because I like talking about Yugos. Sure. But, (laughs) But I had a question for you. In okay. terms of strategy, how mm-hmm. would you have handled this? I think you just got to keep going in and out of the windows and just making knots. So, like, I think that's that's what you, you got to do. Um, just because, you know, I thought it was super smart. And it, it kind of works both ways. If you think about it, for Kyle and for Bailey, your other competitors that you're going against aren't as agile as you are. And they're bigger than you. So yeah. when you can keep going through these little crawl spaces and that have like tight windows for lack of a better term, right? To like get through and make all these extra knots, you're just like Josh isn't fitting through some of those things. You're just not. I agree, but and like that was obviously the strategy. It worked for both Bailey and Kyle. But what I wondered was because mm-hmm. I, I had the same thought. Like Kyle, the size difference between Kyle and Josh is probably even bigger, right? Like, Mm -hmm. Kyle's a thin, like he's lean, he's in good shape, but he's pretty skinny. Yeah. Josh is pretty big. If you can fit underneath the car. Oh. Isn't that the move? Like if you're Kyle, if Uh. you can slide under the car just once, there's no way Josh is gonna be able to do that. I totally agree with you, but clearly he didn't even need to go to those lengths. That's true. I'm just saying, though. No, like, but you're right, though. That is a great call. I didn't like, even think of that. That's the finishing move. Like, if you can yeah. slide under there and, like, 
I don't know that Bailey would be able to, right? Like, she's mm-hmm. got a bigger butt and breast than Kyle does. But, like, I think Kyle could have maybe slid under there. It's interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah, never thought of that. And that um, would have wrecked Josh. Like, there'd be no recovering from that, especially if you made it your very first move. So it'd be the last move that Josh has to do when he's dragging all the other rope behind <laughs> him. Yeah. He would have been done for. Like, there would have been no way. This is also another one of those challenges where I think we missed the point of how difficult this yeah. challenge would be, right? Because this elimination, like dragging that rope, first off, that rope is heavy, and you're yeah. pulling it through, and then there's no break in between. TJ's like, all right, let's go switch, and then you just got to keep going, pulling that rope. Like, that is a crazy, crazy workout, and... uh it can't be mentioned how difficult that would have been to complete. But I do want to ask you something. Yeah. Do you really think either of them were that close? Like, no. Because I thought it was a blowout on both ends. They just kind of made it seem as if it was a little closer. I Anissa thought, wasn't that far. She wasn't as bad as Josh. But No. I. But, like, Anissa was, like, it would have taken her another five minutes, I think. Like, it was, yeah. it was the it wasn't side close. was closer, but... The Josh thing, looked. Josh was horrible. Oh yeah, Josh got wrecked, which we knew he would. Like that was never in doubt. <laughs> but it was bad. Like if they wanted to sewer him, and just give him like a bad edit of just people crushing, because like bananas mentioned at certain points, he's like, Josh is just making unnecessary knots, <laughs> like more knots for himself when he's trying to untie it, and then they cut to him, and I was like, wait, what is what is he doing there? Like that made no sense, right? It was so funny. Like this guy is so bad. <laughs> he's. I'm so glad he's gone. Like straight yeah. up. What thing I wanted to point out about this difficulty is they've all been speaking all season about how cold it is in the Czech Republic. Mm-hmm. This is at night. The cold would like first of all make your lungs bleed, which is yeah. the worst feeling. For those yeah. of you that do not live in cold countries like we do, running or like exerting yourself in cold air is the mm-hmm. worst. Yeah, but also your hands would be numb, like touching the cold metal, and like trying to like work with a big heavy rope when your hands are numb and cold. That would like be so bad. Like that would hurt so much. And like, there's no expressing that, right? Like, there's no Mm -hmm. unless someone says like, "I can taste blood in my mouth." Like, there's no understanding of how, like painful that is and like you get over it fast folks like it's not the end of the world but it is a shitty feeling yeah um here's another question for you so as mentioned josh does a terrible job in the elimination as we knew that he would partly because he never really wanted the smoke of going into the elimination in the first place but i ask you this is it possible is it at all possible that Kyle p- was smart enough to plot this out so that he'd hang around, hang around, hang around, and then hopefully when you're battling for a skull, it's you against Josh for a red skull? I think he, I think Kyle is smart enough to know that that's his ideal opponent. Yeah. In, I think from day one, Josh was always the weakest guy in the house. In terms of Cause, eliminations. Because that's like, the part that I found pretty weird, too. Like, we talked about it earlier in the season. 
didn't we find it weird that no one was going to win and then try to go in against Josh? Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen from early on in the season. To me, but that's it never really played move. out that way. And, like, again, I always point to CT. CT understood from the hop. Like, as soon as they explained it, he was like, oh, I get it. I have to immediately go in and go against the weakest guy possible. Mm-hmm. Jay, like, sort of surprised him. Mm-hmm. But still, like, solid planning. And, For sure. And I don't. We can't think Kyle did this. Kyle didn't plan this. I don't think Kyle planned it, but I think Kyle knew that this was an ideal matchup. What I'm surprised is, how did Johnny and Wes not target? I guess neither one of them wanted to, like, Johnny and Josh get along, apparently, and Wes didn't want to further the idea that they were rivals. For sure. But but to me, like, Josh is the ideal guy to go against. And and virtually, like, in virtually, because he gets so flustered... In virtually any competition, you stand mm-hmm. a very solid chance of winning. I also think, too, that for some weird reason, you have some people on the show that consciously think about, well, if I lose, how am I going to lose? So, like, if I happen to lose to Josh, that would be a horrible look, mm-hmm. right? You shoot that shot early on, and if you lose to Josh, that's a horrible look. But, like, Jordan can't hold his head. Right? He lost to Fessy. Yeah. Okay? You know, like, shit happens. So, it's a, it's a weird one anyways, but do you agree with Anissa that Josh got instant karma? Because I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, felt, I felt sincerely bad for Anissa that she mm. got. She got got. Yeah. I think she deserved a better fate. I don't know how many more seasons she has left in her. Like, she's building a career, right? Like... Yeah. She's like has a master's, might be working on a PhD. She and Johnny and CT, like that generation, Wes, they're closing in on 40. I just don't get why not just let her give her the chance to run the final. Like there has to be some what I really think, and I know I touched on it earlier, but the more and more that we talk this out. I really think there's some plot on the other end and like D, Melissa Casey, Jenny got together and they said, okay, well, those two girls are kind of on the outside. Let's just put them in against each other. But I bet you D was at the forefront of that and that's why we don't see it. Because it's the only thing that really makes sense that this whole Anissa storyline, like we got to get Anissa out. Like I don't, it doesn't make enough sense to me. And it, it, I actually feel bad for her. And I don't even know if that's right, because I know we say it all the time, all's fair and love, war and the challenge. And, and like, you know, there's been way worse shit that ha- to happen to other people before. And it's not even like Anissa is, like, you know, the super nice, wholesome, great character. You know, she's had her moments for sure. And it's, you know, I get it. But I there's part of me that's like, oh, man, like, she's right there at the end. Just let her run the final and lose. Right? And once again, it would be to a lot of people's advantage. So, yeah. But let's talk about what is undoubtedly the line of the episode. Because <laughs> we all know, we all know. Yeah. Like we've got, we got tweets from Lucas Wyatt, uh, yeah. Jordan Reginato. We got, like, we all, as soon as I heard it, and like, this was not a particularly, it was an entertaining episode. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't a particularly funny episode. True. But our man TJ Lavin just came in like a wrecking ball and yeah. absolutely power bombed your man Josh. I'm going to yeah. read it out here. He said to Bailey, You took out a legend. And then he turned to Kyle and he said, And you took out a guy that cries a lot. Just. Yeah. Savage. Just like, you know, stop. He's already had enough. <laughs> like, just. But also, too. But it also reinforces what we're saying, right? Like, we're sitting here as people who watch it. And I'm sure there might be some people that like Josh. I'm sure there's some people that. There are. You know, I see that are Josh fans. The, I see people on the Facebook group saying how he's the best defending him. And I don't understand it. Like, it goes to show how sick we are as a society that there are people that like Josh. <laughs> it's like cool like whoever you like but i just feel a sense of validation that tj sees what we see as well and he's just like nah this guy nah because tj tj's selective with his shots oh tj's not just spraying everybody he's very selective so for him to say that you know josh is hella annoying and there's so much more that we don't see i don't it's not i i want to be clear I thought it was a hilarious line. It was my line of the episode. It was yours too, right? Yeah. Yeah. But it's not Josh's crying that pisses me off. It's He is so annoying and reactive, right? Like, Cor- like as an example, Corey crying because he misses his daughter, Ryder. I have no problem with that, right? Jenna crying because of the situation with Zach. I have no problem with like there's all kinds of times where crying is appropriate. But Josh is so emotional and illogical and annoying. Like I find his voice annoying. Like it's the crying is an aspect yeah. of how he's annoying to me. Yeah, to me, Josh is just, you know, and I guess this is the last time we'll talk about Josh this season, obviously. Oh, God willing. So it's like kind of fitting to kind of wrap up just what our thoughts are on him. I kind of think that Josh is super annoying because it's phony, right? Like he's trying to be something that he isn't. Like you still watch the show and you're kind of like, wait, who is this guy for real? Like, what's your angle? Right. Who are you? Because he comes on the show. He's the fake tough guy that's yelling at Swaggy while standing on a bar when there's like five security guys in between them. He's a guy who's trying to make up a rivalry with Wes as if like that makes any sense at all. He's a guy who gets in a challenge or gets in the tribunal because of his team or because of someone else, but then decides that he's going to be in the tribunal and act as if he's the one running shit, right? Like if you watch and it's all just a show, it's all a facade. It's such a put on, right? And that's the part that gets me the most because it's so phony. And I know we're watching reality TV. I get that a lot of reality TV is phony. I, I get it and I understand it, but at least try to trick me. Right, yep. like we talked about bananas. Obviously, bananas is is someone who a lot of people will say is super phony. But bananas, at least, you know, has likable traits. He at least knows I'm gonna come and try to be funny on the show, or I'm gonna give good confessionals on the show. Like he plays a role that makes it entertaining. There's w- nothing that makes me want to see Josh on the screen. Every time I see him, he just annoys the shit out of me. And when Johnny 
says he's making moves, he's making real moves. Like, I, I literally just read tweets from Ashley talking about how he's, in the past, successfully manipulated the entire house. For sure. Josh We've talks, watched it happen. Josh has such a high opinion of himself, and there's literally nothing to back it up. Well, the other part is just think of this season as a whole, right? Like, my guy got into all these tribunals and then talked so much shit, but never put himself in. Yeah. And then when he had the chance to go in and his alliance or Fessy was trying to tell him to go in, he's like, no, I'm not. I got to wait my turn. It doesn't seem right to me. I got to wait for the white opportunity. Then there are no more opportunities. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'm so stressed out. It's like, there's a constant here. And the constant is you. (laughs) You are the problem. It's not everyone else. It's not pressure. It's not whatever. It's you. And he's just a horrible game player. Go back to last season and remember how he was manipulated by Laurel. Yeah. Right? Remember, Laurel had him... Laurel and Johnny had him flip the whole house or flip the vote, right? And blatantly lie. Like, we've seen him just go back on his word. We've seen him blatantly lie. We've seen him, even coming back to this season, lying to Melissa, lying to Dee, lying to Swaggy and Bailey, trying to fight with Swaggy and Bailey, trying to fight with Wes. Like, it's just all annoying drama that makes him look bad. And then when you get to the challenge portion of it, he sucks at that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I was gonna say something really mean, so but I'm not gonna say it. I think I think we've bagged on Josh enough. Yeah, I was gonna say something really mean, and I'm like, nah, that's too far. I'll, I'll stop. Let me ask you this though: Who killed it for you this week? <laughs> I'm also gonna stop because I was gonna say Josh is the LVP, but I feel like we just ragged on him enough, and that's apparent. He basically so, got an LVP just now. Yeah, so I'm going to say that, and this is going to be weird, but I'm going to say Anissa killed it. Because I really feel bad for her. Like, I really think that Anissa had a good season. She, you know, played a position that we've seen played by the likes of CT in recent seasons. Um, You know what I mean? Where you come into the house by Zach, we've seen in recent seasons, where you come into the house, you're a vet. You stay out of the drama for the most part, right? Yes, she inserted herself in the Casey and Nani thing, but that was harmless for the most part. Do you know what I mean? It didn't really have an effect on the game. But she came in as a vet. She went in early. She was one of the early people, just regardless, man or woman, to say, hey, I want to go in. I want to get my skull. She did it. She got her dub. She got the skull. And then she removed herself from a lot of the drama and just chilled, minding her own business, just trying to get to her first final. That's all she wanted, to get to her first final. And and Josh took that away from her. And who the hell is Josh to take that away from her? Well, Josh with Johnny in his ear. Johnny, Anissa's friend. I'll agree with you that Anissa <laughs> was the MVP. Right? That, hold on. That's a good call out that we shouldn't just gloss over. Yeah. Johnny Bananas just being a snake. It's a good call there. We can't just... We can't just... And and that part I don't get either. Is it because he doesn't want to give her the shine because he wants to be the the sole longtime vet around? He wants to be the OG? The sole OG? I don't know. I don't know. But sorry, I interrupted you because I'm fired up. (laughs) I love it when you get fired up. I was just going to say that I agree that Anissa was the MVP for me this week. She didn't win, but as you said, she had a good season. 
And I was really of, like, in the elimination, I was rooting for her. And I was hopeful. I like DJ Mel. I like Melissa. Mm -hmm. I'm not about to run her down. But I was, there was a brief moment where I thought maybe, maybe Josh would put in Melissa for all the reasons that you mentioned before. And I was hopeful for Anissa. Like, I was squarely in Anissa's corner. I'm a fan of Anissa. Like, we mm-hmm. always talk about wanting to hang out with, like, if we would hang out with these people in real life. I would for sure hang out with Anissa in real life. I don't even know if that's so much it. I just felt bad for her. I don't even know if it's, like, a thing where I really like Anissa as a character on the challenge. I don't even know if that. I don't, like, I'm saying that, like, I don't know if that's it. I just felt bad for her because it's like, just let her make the final. <laughs> let her make a final. She did her part, whatever, and now y'all want to go at her when really, again, your strategy should be to keep her if you're one of the girls. Yeah. Because that's the part I don't get. If you're one of the girls and you think she's a weak player, you should want to keep her. I should also say, realistically, all due respect, Melissa's the second weakest girl. Probably. Is she? I don't know. I, I don't know what's her endurance game at. I don't know. I mean, because what are we saying? It's Jenny. You're gonna Jenny. say what? Jenny, then D. Yeah. Then Bailey, then Melissa. Well, like oh, Mel- Casey. Casey somewhere Casey. in there, right? Yeah. So like Bailey was already in for sure into the elimination. So I'm saying of like your remaining. Choices. Oh, I got you. I got you. I got you. Yeah. So they put in the two, like nominated the two weakest people. Like, if you're Jenny, why aren't you gunning for D? Who wants to get... I know I've already said this, but, like, you have beef with D. She's probably your stiffest competition. Mm Mm-hmm. It's weird. Weird strategy. And, like... Weird strategy. Put in Casey, too. Right? Like, if you're being Mm -hmm. real cutthroat about it, the people you nominate are Casey and D. Yeah, because here's the other part. Here's Here's a thought for you. That could have been some strategizing if I were Jenny, okay? If you plot this all out and you just said, okay, well, here's two things. One, you need a skull to get into the into the final, right? Why am I going to give Bailey that opportunity? Yeah. What if I threw in, what if I'm Jenny and I say, you know what? I'm going to throw in D and Casey and have them go against each other. Now, you essentially eliminate two people because you're eliminating whoever loses and Bailey still doesn't have a skull. Yeah. So, you know, there's games to be played here, but I don't know who's calling the shots. Sounds like it was Johnny. (laughs) Uh, Where can the good people find you on social media? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander. To be honest, I'm still on a social media hiatus with all the craziness going on in the world and all the things, the stupid arguments that people are having. I'm still on a hiatus from Twitter because I can't... I see the comments. I see the challenge comments. I do. But if you don't see me tweeting, that's why because I'm not trying to be out here arguing with people with about a lot of the stupid shit that's going on in the world right now. I'm not here for that. So, yeah. Twitter at Shell Alexander, Instagram at Sheldon Alexander, and huge shouts to the people liking and subscribing to the pod, whether you're on iTunes and SoundCloud and the YouTube page. Check out the redesign on the YouTube page. Uh, it's under my name, Sheldon Alexander, but you will find this, the You Killed It Challenge podcast video. 
if that's what you choose to watch, put that up on your TV. You know, have it on in the background. Yeah, see our lovely faces. I, I was gonna say handsome faces, but lovely works too. I mean, I still need a haircut. Like this is still. I've been trying. Like my barber's booked. They opened up. They reopened up, obviously, and I I can't get in. I. <laughs> I went to my barber after our last episode of You Killed It. Yeah. And I showed up and they're like, do you have an appointment? I was like, no, because barber shops don't have appointments typically, like whole new world. Yeah. And my barber saw me and he's like, you can come in. So <laughs> I don't, I don't want to say I'm a big deal, but it helps when you're the hey. third generation of your family to go to the same barber shop. That's all I'm hey, saying. Hey, that's cool. A little, a little North Toronto institution called Corallos. Shout out to Corallos. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. And you can find me on social media, well, Twitter and Instagram at Hill. I'm going on a vacation starting this afternoon. Not that there's anywhere to go, but I'm going to get out of the city. So I might be a little slow to reply because I'm trying to live off computers for a bit. It's a good call. Who knows? I'll have my phone with me. Maybe I'll dip my toes in at quiet moments. And until next week, this was You Killed It. You killed it.